This is the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast for August 22nd, 2016. Today, my guest again is Rachel Farig, an educator with experience in high school science and engineering. We're at a market in Austin, Texas, talking about empathy and the arts in engineering. Rachel. Hi, Pius. Would you like to play a game? I would love to play a game. What game are we going to play? It's called Convergence. Convergence? I love Convergence. Okay, so how do we play? Uh, <laughs> first, think of a word in your head. Don't say it out loud. Okay. And, okay, I need to think of a word, too. Uh, my word is, okay. Okay, I, got I my have word. a word. I have a word. All right, on All right. count of three, okay. let's say it. One, One two, two, three. three. Banana. Shirt. You said you said shirt. <laughs> I said shirt. And you said banana. I said banana. Okay. Okay. So what word uh, is in would, between? Would go in between it. And shirt I, and but banana. But don't say it. Okay. I, I, I got think, it. I, I have I it. I think I have a word. I think I have a word. All right. On the count of three. One, One two, two, three. three. Yellow. Oh. <laughs> said, all right. All right. Wait. Wait. Okay. I got my word. No. 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 I don't. <laughs> okay. So you said yellow and yes. I said skin. There's only one answer here. <laughs> Let's there try. are several answers. Okay, no, you're right. One of which uh, yes. is absolutely not politically correct. Oh, oh, that's no <laughs> one. Wait, all right. Oh, what? No. I, I don't know if I can be recorded you saying can. this. Okay, all right, then I have a word. One, two, two three. three. Asian. Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So, you read my mind. <laughs> or I go you read my mind. Correct. Today we're recording from Hana World Market in Austin, which happens to be an Asian American market. So uh, we didn't plan that. That was interesting. <laughs> no, that was. So, <laughs> Rachel, how, uh, did you think that you knew what I was thinking when we played that game? <sighs> you know, it's interesting. So um, we should state here that Pius is actually the one who taught me how to play Convergence. And we have played... Gosh, I don't know, probably hundreds of times um, in all the time that we've been working together and presenting at conferences and things like that. Um, and the very first time we played together, uh, we found convergence within, I think, three steps. Just and like now, apparently. Just like now. It wasn't always like that. <laughs> Often, though, yeah. and it's so interesting because we've actually had this conversation about um, do our brains... Um, kind of function the same way? Do we have enough similar experiences that we um, have common, what's the word I'm looking for, like common lifestyles and common um, backgrounds yeah, that yeah. we would be drawing from similar sources? Common reactions yes, to a prompt, like exactly. a word. Yeah, yeah, because some people don't react to the same way when I hear shirt and banana. But <laughs> and like, yellow. yeah, some people might not have said Asian if they weren't <laughs> comfortable with that. I would have because, hey, <laughs> you are Asian. I'm Asian in case you didn't realize. <laughs> but uh, so, so the reason why I wanted to play that game is we have talked about how it can be a springboard to talking about empathy. Yes. And it's a study in empathy, yeah. I think. And, and obviously it's a very superficial <laughs> study because, I mean, that doesn't get deep into our emotions. I mean, what is empathy to you, Rachel? Oh, so <laughs> empathy is 
really not just being able to um, recognize how someone feels or where they're coming from, but actually being able to put yourself in that place and truly understanding how a person reacts or why they do certain things or why their behavior um, is exhibiting itself a certain way, understanding and knowing and actually being able to, um, to identify with that on a personal, deeply fundamental level is empathy. And don't you think that engineers should have that? Oh my gosh, yes. They had better. Um, and some of the examples that I can think of are, so for example, I drive a Jeep Cherokee uh-huh. and I'm also not very tall. And it sometimes makes me wonder who exactly is designing the positionable seats in those sort of crossover SUV vehicles. It's not a gigantic car, but I shouldn't need to be a gigantic person to drive it. I don't know that the uh, designer has a lot of empathy for small people. (laughs) I'm just saying. If empathy is super important for engineers, people who design things, yes. if they don't have empathy, if it's hard for someone to get uh, in, to, to put themselves in someone else's shoes, how can you develop that? Oh, I think there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. First of all, anytime that you can uh, generate or create an authentic um, interaction between the engineer and the intended customer, for example, interviews or focus groups, those seem to be really effective. There's definitely research out there that I know of that says, yes, you make better products when you talk to your customers. <laughs> Instead of just living on an island, uh, if you're designing for you know elderly people, then you probably should talk to them yep. or observe them or read what they've written. There's or like, even yeah. you know, personally work with them. Yeah. Go... Yes. You know, be with them and see what they need. There's a UT researcher, uh, the mechanical engineering department, um, a Professor Seepersad, she does some research on something called empathic lead user analysis. Mm-hmm. If you look at the research studies, that's what it's called. But it just basically means putting yourself in someone else's shoes. Like if, if I were designing that car for um, the elderly, maybe you try to, I think in, in their studies what they did was they put on weights on different parts of their body. The researchers put on weights to simulate the amount of effort that sometimes elderly people feel to move around. Sure. And uh, they they learned a whole lot about their designs, what might work well and what might work not so well about opening up a car door and whatnot. I don't know how you would have, how you would do empathic lead user analysis to see what it's like to be short, but... Uh, it's just a, another technique for, sure. for designing. I don't know. You could design something that um, even if a tall person sat in it, they still can't reach certain things. So a higher seat back where their head isn't <laughs> touching the right. Remember you that? have to build gigantic yes, chairs. That Lily Tomlin yes, sketch? exactly. Oh, I remember, if you've seen that where you're, she was sitting in this giant, in the gigantic chair rocking to see what chair. it's like. Oh yes. my gosh, that'd be interesting. And so if adults are designing for kids even, you could mm. make a giant house and a giant room to yeah. see what it's like. That's kind of fun and creepy, but <laughs> just an idea. It doesn't say it's, we're not saying that's the absolute uh, best thing to do. So, so those are researched techniques for designing better. And what's funny is that that game that we played 
isn't as far as I know, that's not a researched technique for uh, building empathy with your teammates. No, but maybe it should be. Maybe it should be. So, any researchers out there who are interested, grad students, do some research on that, and we would love to hear the results. Uh, what that makes me think of, though, is that that game comes from, as far as I learned it, it comes from theater. Mm-hmm. It comes from improv. It comes from theater, and because uh, actors, they have to be able to respond to the people in the room, the people they're playing with, and be on the same wavelength, so to speak, mm-hmm. with their their team or their troop. Absolutely. And you so need to yeah. anticipate what's coming your way and be ready to react. So even beyond designing for customers, uh, engineers can use empathy to interact with their teammates or collaborate better with their teammates better, just like people do in a, in a play or in a show, just yes. like actors do. And uh, it reminds me that People always say STEAM is a big deal now. We should integrate arts with science, technology, engineering, and math. And theater is an art. Yes, it is. And maybe in schools, you can integrate theater into engineering education somehow. STEM education with theater. What do you think about that? Is that weird? STEAM. It sounds weird sometimes. Yeah. Like, why would an engineer who's good at math and science, supposedly, it's like, why would theater help him out? And... I could hear some people, like one part of me is going like, oh, that's so useless. And the high schooler in me is like, oh, why am I learning how to play these stupid games? And I'm, everything sucks. I'm a teenager. So what would you say to, to someone like oh, that? Well, it's interesting. So even though I'm a STEM educator, I also have a background in theater and music. Um, I had a vocal performance major in college as well. Um, so on a personal level, I would just advocate for it because it's fun and you learn uh, greater collaboration skills. You learn a lot about organization and planning and development and design. and um, Design even. Yes, wow. set yeah. design, costume yeah, yeah. design. You have to design um, the physical motions of the actors during the play. None of that can be done just... Um, off the cuff. There, there's a huge amount of planning that goes into um, any sort of theatrical production. Um, and I think about the, the mega productions like Disney productions that require so much integration of lighting and technology and sound and audio and visual and special effects. Yes, there are special effects on stage. And understanding how all of that technology works together with people and how the people enhance the technology as well. I think, I mean, first of all, it's a valid career path. Mm -hmm. So, and it pays bank. Who doesn't want to, you know, make, I have no idea how much money they make, probably (laughs) at least 80 or $90,000 a year to run lights or set for a Disney production on Broadway because you have an engineering degree. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be awesome. What do you think about the parallels between creativity <clears throat> creativity in those more traditionally artistic fields versus the creativity in engineering? Is it the same? It is the same because you're still designing for a customer. You're designing an, an entertainment experience. You're designing... Um, a feeling almost you're designing something that is going to reach so many people on multiple levels you've got customers or you, an audience you similar do thing. Okay. and even in a so let's think about a disney production for example you have your audience who is probably the end user really but then 
you also have multiple levels of other people interacting with whatever it is you're designing. So there's a user interaction, a, a hands-on user interaction as well. So for example, if you're the lighting designer and I'm the actor, I have to interact with whatever it is you're doing so that the end user sitting in the audience takes away a feeling or an understanding or an experience. Yeah, yeah. You're still designing toward a goal. You have a specification in some sense. That's what I hear. And I'm sure your, your techniques for coming up with these uh, final products, Yes. They, they might have some parallels. I bet there's brainstorm, there is brainstorming oh, I'm when sure. you create And storyboarding. And, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, that happens in engineering design firms all the time, too. And none of this is occurring. You don't have one lighting designer who makes all of the decisions. These decisions are all made in teams. Ah, so the collaborative nature of it all is is similar as well. Absolutely. And we, then probably some convergence. You have to <laughs> come together for a, an ultimate, um, you know, one yes. common experience. It's funny because hopefully they'll converge without just uh, winging it <laughs> like we do in this game. But if nothing else, that game is a nice little icebreaker. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So that's cool. It sounds like... The arts, whether theater or, or more broadly, has applications to engineering in the classroom and out in industry. Yes. So that's awesome. You are an advocate for STEAM. I am a STEAM advocate. Are you an advocate for the acronym STEAM, S-T-E-A-M? Science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. I think it's <laughs> overplayed, <laughs> if you will. It's a cliche? A little bit. Um, but I get it, and if more schools could pick up steam, as it were, oh, um, people say that. that uh, I've never it's heard. a thing. It's a thing. Very much. I've never heard so. that. That was new to me. But I think that there there are so many other ways that you can examine steam. For example, um, when you think about music, there are physical and mathematical oh. applications mm. that could be studied. Um, when you look at Again, let's go back to lighting. There, there's visual art involved in that, which again involves electronics and um, wavelengths. And so again, with the physics. And so there are ways of integrating all of this. And I think that's the important piece that often is missing. You know, in this discussion, it makes me realize that a good summary of how the arts are related to engineering is that, number one, there's a lot of content in science and math and engineering that you can learn through the arts, yes. which is important. But number two, like we said earlier, the arts, I've heard other people tell me, the arts help you understand other people and yourself. Yes. The emotions, the experiences, the history. And that itself, that empathy is super important for doing engineering as well. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So the arts are important. They are super important. I wish we could just fund everything, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. So, thank you for speaking to me about this. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Do you want to play one more game? Yes, let's. Convergence? Yes! All right. Uh, okay, think about this real carefully. I gotta, <laughs> I'm gotta. i going to think about it. I'm going to make it harder. Okay. Just because I'm feeling weird. All right, let's so, challenge ourselves. Uh, oh, okay. I, need, I don't want to be cliche. A word. Oh, I have this a is hard. word. Yep, I'm trying, not, I'm trying uh, to get out of the podcast uh, mode. Okay, okay, okay. I got a word. All right, I have my word. One, two, two three. three. Rutabaga.
If you like these discussions between Rachel and me, you can help us spread the word by voting for us to present at the upcoming South by Southwest 2017 conference in Austin. We proposed a workshop on improv for professional engineers and designers. That was for the South by Southwest Interactive Conference. And we proposed another session on electronic quilts and e-textiles in the classroom. That was for South by Southwest EDU. You can go online to panelpicker.sxsw.com slash vote and search for my first name, Pius, P-I-U-S, to find our sessions. Also, this podcast now has a website. It's k12engineering.net. So if you share it with someone, you can just send them that link and it'll tell you where to find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and all that. Thanks for subscribing, reviewing, sharing, sending me feedback, and of course, for listening. One, two, three, circle. (laughs) The views expressed on this podcast are our own, and they are not necessarily the opinions of any schools or other organizations with which we might be connected. Our theme music comes from School Zone by the Honorable Sleeves. Our opening and closing music today is from William Henry Harrison High School Fight Song by Steve Combs. It's a long name. And both of those songs are used under a Creative Commons attribution license. Oh, 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 yeah, yes, yes, I got my word. Oh, I don't. In between basketball and trampoline. (laughs) What is common? Well, I don't know, but maybe. One, One, two, two, three. three. Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, Oh, they do. That's actually a good one. Oh, my gosh. My experience maybe didn't. Jump Jump and Harlem Globetrotters. Well, okay, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. One, One, two, two, three. three. Slam dunk. Yeah, there we go. Close enough. Close enough. All right. (laughs)